Time for the World of Row podcast. I'm your host. My name is Roel Santos. I am a podcasting guy. I am a fan of Rage Against the Machine. I don't know what I was going on. I'm, I'm, I'm just a fan of music in general. I've been listening to a lot of music. I am a fan of movies and documentaries. And welcome to the podcast, guys. This show comes to you every single Friday on iTunes, Google Play, Whatever podcasting app you use, you can help out my show by taking the time to write a review on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe while you're there, and uh, help me spread the word of the World of Row podcast, and I would really, really, really appreciate it, folks. So thank you very much. Guys, 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 fat gals, 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 people of the world, people listening to the World of Row, how are you all doing? What is going on? How's your week been? How's how's life treating you? Are you enjoying your drive time right now? Or are you just uh, chilling at home watching some TV? Or maybe you're sitting at the table drinking some coffee, having your breakfast, and you said, I got to listen to World of Roe. Got to listen to Roel. See what's going on with him, what's up with him. And you're like, maybe he's going to release an episode today. Oh, look, he did release an episode today. This is awesome. I would totally love to listen to it. So anyway, guys, I am uh, here in the living room of my home, just hanging about, getting ready to go to the chiropractor, get my routine adjustment. I'm starting to think that I'm having some back, a a serious back issue, or maybe my sister-in-law, when she came to visit me this weekend, kind of put that thought in my head. (laughs) And, And I'm starting to think, man, I hope I really don't have a herniated disc, although she had a herniated disc and she said there was times where I just couldn't walk. I can walk and I can still work out and I can do things. I can run full speed and not feel anything. Uh, my dad's had a herniated disc and that's been, that was rough on him. And I worked with somebody who had a very, very bad herniated disc and the guy couldn't sit down. So I'm not quite at that level. I am going to ask my chiropractor when I go see him here in a little bit. I don't know why we're talking about medical stuff on a podcast or back issues on a podcast, but that's just the nature of the beast and what's going on. <laughs> um, so the last time we spoke, it was about a week and a half ago, and I had put out uh, the two-year podcast anniversary of World of Row, and I basically went down each episode for the most part and broke down the process and how everything went about doing the show. And I got to tell you, I, <laughs> I was a little winded after that because I just said to myself, how am I going to go through 94 episodes and explain everything to people about each and every single episode under an hour? I managed to do it, but I had to start, if you listen to it, I had to start like kind of breezing through it and kind of quickly summarizing. But anyway, you guys get the idea. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Podcasting for two years, that's a very big deal. And I know uh, if you do the math, I should be at about 104 episodes and technically or at that time I should have been at 104 and I was only at 95 so nine episodes missed basically maybe maybe eight or nine weeks missed and uh yeah so anyway I mean but it's still two years of doing a solo show I didn't expect it to to be as um 
as fast as it I didn't expect it to go by as fast as I thought it would but it certainly has and uh you know I guess I mean I don't know why I'm talking about this I should have talked about this on the last episode but I guess quickly recapping is I would have expected the progression to be at a different level at this point on the podcast where I would be in a in a stage where I'm like getting tons of millions of downloads or whatever but we tend to get caught up in that download game as I've always mentioned but that that's neither here nor there but you know the the week uh the the last seven or I mean eight to ten days have been a pretty interesting eight to ten days for me and what I mean by that is you know I I got to spend time with my my family got to hang out with my sisters and my mom had lunch on Sunday the kids got to see grandma and their aunts and and that was kind of cool I had a good time uh hung out with my my in my uh my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law they spent the weekend here with me while my wife was away doing an Herbalife event and uh it was it was good I got to bond with the kids and hang out with them and it's it's almost uh cha- it's very challenging having two kids and trying to manage that and you know trying to entertain at the same time uh we took the kids to like a little <clears throat> the tea garden place and they had a lot of fun my daughter was just so enamored with the little fishies out there as she called them they were pretty big fish but uh it was it was really cool it was a nice getaway day and it was a beautiful day the weather has been absolutely beautiful uh you know it, it, it's been cold but not crazy cold and yeah i mean it was good uh really testing myself this week and there's no guest this week so i'm just going to talk to you um i've been tested in a lot of ways this week and i think it's just that's just what happens you know i you know at the beginning of the year i talked about making some positive changes in my life and going very positive and focus on all the right things and do all the right things and and i've struggled to do that i mean work has been a lot better i've maintained my professional attitude and stayed positive and folk try to focus on all the right things and do the right things and i don't you know i don't want to get into all this work talk but i'm just going to say i've been i've been tested and you know as 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 much as i've tried to say that i've had a positive attitude i really haven't i mean i've 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 been negative at times i say yeah i'm positive but in reality i'm not you know i i've made excuses for myself i've <clears throat> let down people that were supposed to trust me and love me and and I I haven't said all the right thing I haven't said the right things I've enact I've acted wrongly in some cases but I think that that's what we all do and I and I've done and the last 7 or 8 days I've done that you know and I I've been really trying to test you know figure myself out and dig and dig and dig and figure out what what's going on. So you know what I try to do, and I mean not to get all. I mean I'm gonna get personal. What the hell? This is my podcast, right? I usually write a journal, just about you know almost every day. I try to. Sometimes it's every other day. Sometimes it's every three days. And I try to like really communicate there and and get my feelings out, and maybe I can feel better. And that's always been an issue for me was, you know, communicating properly, telling people how I feel. I've always struggled with that. But writing things down, I mean, and 
again, I, I think I, I was on Pastors by oh, and I missed that podcast. It was over two years ago, I think. And I talked about, you know, Matt, on the podcast host, Matt always wants to hear somebody share a story about, about themselves. And on that episode, I talked about bullying. And I talked about how I was in elementary, you know, into middle school. And how I had to, I was always picked on. And I don't think it's because I was a mean person. Because I, I really wasn't a mean person. I was just a very quiet, shy, passive individual who just wanted to go through life. And maybe the people who did pick on me were insecure about themselves and saw saw something in me that they could take advantage of. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So I've been writing a lot about that. And I talked a little bit about, you know, the high school days and and all these things. And, and, and unfortunately, it was very, very sad news when I was reminiscing thinking about high school. A good friend of mine, Aaron, uh, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, had called, uh, not called me, but texted me yesterday morning about some very sad news. And I was really, really shocked to hear it. Uh, so my high school basketball coach uh, passed away yesterday. And... I was really, really shocked by it. And the, the crazy thing was, is I was writing about some of my high school memories and some of the things that I was going through and playing high school basketball. And as I'm writing all this stuff down, uh, he texts me that. And it, 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 I just stopped what I was doing. And I had like a, I had to have like a moment of clarity. Like I couldn't believe it, you know? So, as he's once he when he texted me that I just was like like I said why like what what the hell what the hell's going on, and sure enough, and I went to his Facebook page and I saw the post from his stepson uh, or his son. Uh, I saw some some comments there, and I was just like wow, and I just broke down. You know, I, I cried, and I'm, I I I couldn't help it. It just uncontrollably just cried, and. I want to mention here because I don't know if I ever did mention it, but when I was playing high school basketball, as a kid, you don't know, right? You don't know things and and you're still kind of figuring yourself out. You're still trying to figure life out. And sometimes when you're in these activities, these people are helping you learn life lessons. They're coaching you through it. You know, in sports, you learn all about that in high school. And I was supposed to kind of be the leader of one of the leaders on the basketball team. And I, I really didn't know what that meant at the time. I I, th- I had an idea, but I didn't know how to speak up and how to be that outspoken leader. But at the same time, you know, player uh, coaches, when they have uh, certain players, they set or they set high expectations for those people. Uh, they put more pressure on them in, in a sense where you're held accountable more than the other person. And as a kid, you don't real you don't understand what that means. Let's be real. If you do, then you're much more mature than than most of us were, than I was to to that extent. I had an idea of what my accountability and what the expectation was for me, but I still kind of struggled with it to understand it. And and it and it kind of trickles into my life because this was, I mean, into my later years. You know, eighteen years later. 10 years later and me understanding that. So that being said, um, I was, I was constantly not berated, but yelled at, 
um, questioned my work, you know, not my, or I guess my work ethic, my, my heart and my passion throughout my senior year. And I think, but coaches are supposed to do that. They're supposed to kind of push you into, you know, into, into doing things, into getting, getting the results out of you. But not everybody's that way. You know, a case in point is like, you know, the movie, remember the Titans, you remember, uh, Denzel pulls the running back out and he's, he, he, he's upset with him because he fumbles, he makes a mistake and he's just yelling at him and yelling at him and he just can't say anything. He's just turned off. So what does he do? He walks to the bench and, and, and that movie is also about, you know, racial divide, right? And I mean, I don't know how true it is. It's a, I mean, I don't know if Hollywood put a little spin on it in the script, but as he's walking to the bench, the white head assistant head coach who runs the defense talks to him and says, what's going on? You know, he's like, you know, I was a blah, blah, blah for so many years. I, I can't, I, I was so good. I come over here and I can't, I can't play for this man. All he does is yell at me. And then the coach says, come play for me. He's like, what? Yeah, I need you on defense. He's killing us. Come, you know, just, I want you to handle him. And then we'll talk about the rest later. But the point was, is that, and after that they have, you know, and it's great, great acting, you know I mean? And well, the coach says, you know, Denzel tells him, you know, you, you defied my authority by doing that. And he says, you're crippling him. But he's like, you know, I'm my ability. He's like, I don't, I don't yell at players. I talk them through it. And it reminded me of Coach Mancias, uh, Bingo Mancias, because he was always really good at doing that. He wasn't the type that would yell at you. He was like a, like a motivator. He would understand and he would talk to you and get real personal with you. And it, it always kind of made you feel better. But sometimes when, when coaches, you know, do that to you, you, you take it personal. It bothers you. So that being said, co- my coach was extremely hard on me uh, to the point where, like, it was a constant, uh, just a constant, you know, I felt like he was picking on me. And, you know, and, and sometimes it would hurt my feelings, you know. It would bother me. And it got me to, it got to the point where I just couldn't play. I struggled. I was frigid. I was tense. I was nervous. I was anxious. I mean, I would make mistakes, like simple mistakes, like dropping the, like dropping a pass every time the ball was thrown inside to me or whatever. I I couldn't catch the ball. I could not catch the ball. As crazy as that sounds, I could not catch the fucking ball. And the, you know, he got on me. And the players were already tired of it too, you know, my teammates, so they would get on me. I mean, that's what they saw. So they said, okay, well, let's get on him. And by then, you know, you have zero confidence in yourself. I had no self-esteem. I had no faith in myself. And I was 17 years old, you know, 16, 17, going on 18. As I started my junior year, went into my senior year, and I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know how to talk about it. My dad would always ask me, hey, how's practice? I'm like, oh, yeah, it was good, you know, did this. Uh, but I, I was so embarrassed to tell him that I couldn't catch the ball. And people would make fun of me, you know. And they would, you know, some of the people that I've known, they would pick on me about it. And I wouldn't let it, I mean, I wouldn't fight or argue back, but inside it would get to me, you know. Um... So, I mean, most of that was my junior year. Going into my senior year, I had more, I 
worked my butt off in the off season, you know, preparing for my senior year. One of the things was is that I wanted to get stronger, so I would lift weights. I would eat because I needed to gain weight. As crazy as it sounds, now I'm a 6'3", 212-pound guy or 210-pound guy. Back then, I was 6'3", 160 pounds, and I tried so hard to gain weight, and I think I got up to like 174 my senior year. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I just worked hard. And I, you know, and one of the things that you try to do as an athlete when you have issues like this, you try to you try to put it past you so you don't talk about it. I mean, you you I should have been talking about it. I should have talked to my coach about it. I should have talked to my dad about it when he asked, but and I should have talked to certain players or teammates and I couldn't do it. Right? So I thought, "Oh, I'll just get over it." Well, it kind of just trickled into my senior year. And again, I'm supposed to be this leader. And I don't know why I'm going into all this detail. Maybe it's better for me to just talk about it, right? I mean, this is a personal journal anyway, right? So uh, we're in my senior year, and I'm still making mistakes. And at this point, I'm like, I shouldn't be making mistakes. I'm, I'm kind of like the leader of the team. I need to do this right. I need to handle this. I need to be, I need to set the example. But I mean, it, the beer rating continued and continued. And I could see that I was letting people down and I was letting him down most of all. And I was so scared that I was going to lose my starting job again because I had actually lost it my junior year. And I remember one game, he really got on me at halftime. And I was playing so timid that at, at that point, and, you know, in the first half of that game. So then finally... You know, he he got on. I mean, he not finally, but he got on me, and I was so upset. I got mad. I mean, I looked at him like I wanted to kill him, and I think he saw that. Like I wanted to punch his face out. I, it was crazy. And I went out there in that second half, and I played with like so much aggression that I I actually played really good. But I think what my coach realized was that. It took him going to that edge to get that out of me. But at the same time, I think he realized that it had a, an internal effect on me. It was having an internal issue on me. I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't tell him this because I've always been one to mishandle my feelings. Like I couldn't, I've, I've, I've always had a hard time communicating it. I even do to this day. And, you know, you think that you'll learn about it then. And, and I... I couldn't tell him, but I'll never forget it. It was it was like a tournament. It was the next day we go, we were getting ready to start the game, and we're all getting dressed. We're in the locker room, and he comes up to me and he says, "Hey, we're all let's uh, come over here. I need to talk to you." I said, "Okay," and we're there like in a private area. And he he looks at me and he says, "I realize that everything that I'm doing with you, that I've been doing with you, has been wrong." Uh, the the coach my coaching isn't helping you I mean what the way I've been coaching you isn't helping you it's making you play worse so what I'm going to do is today right now when we go out there you're going to play and you're just going to keep playing the only time you're going to come out of the game is if you're in foul trouble or you need a rest he said, I, I think that, that this will help you. I'm not I'm just gonna let you play. And 
I went out and I had like one of the one of the best games of my of that season. You know, that was like one of my best games. And it made me feel so good that he realized that. I mean, I'm sorry. So some people, some coaches don't get that, you know, and and it made me feel like he cared, you know, and I know he cared. I, I just, I didn't understand why he was on me so much. I never understood it. So we, we finished the year, you know, we get through it and, and I always, I always just wanted to make him proud. I, I worked hard for him. I, I, I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced. I played, man, my summers in high school, I'd play basketball five days a week, man. Three hours a day, five days a week. I just wanted to get better for him. I wanted to just, I'm not a people pleaser, but I guess it sounds like that. But I mean, it was my passion. You know, I was in high school. I was playing basketball. It was fun. I had, I had my best friends all played basketball. But my senior year, it, it really, <clears throat> a lot of it took its toll on me. You know, and after that, our relationship changed a little bit where he wasn't as on me. I mean, he he did hold me accountable. I mean, he... I mean, he would get after me if I made a mistake, which is natural. But at the end of the day, I mean, it had whittled down so much. You know, and for years, I, I took it personally. For years, it bothered me. I thought he was verbally abusing me. I thought he was, you know, he was just talking down to me. And... You know, and, and when and this news just it, it it everything came full circle for me. And I remember I just wanted some sort of recognition from him. And when when we had our little spring sports banquet, I remember I remember uh being excited because they would give out these annual awards. And I thought I had earned my place to get these awards and there's little plaques and your name's etched in the little thing and it's on this piece of wood and, and you're, you're, you know, that, that's your thing. That's it. This is your moment. And you're in, you're in history forever. High school basketball or high school history forever. And that awards night came and they gave out two awards. It was the MVP award and the fighting heart award. The fighting heart, you know, they, I mean, like I said, they would give it, they would do, you know, they would do this every year. And I was hoping that I was going to get one. I mean, I think when I look back on it now, it was probably more just, hey, you know what? I want my attaboy or I want my recognition. It was all about that. Well, that night came and went and I didn't get it. And it really, really bothered me. And I didn't know what to think I I was really upset at my I mean at him I had a little bit of resentment toward him that night and for the rest of the time of school I mean it was like maybe two three weeks left of school so when I would see him I was always very short with him but we graduated and graduation night his his son was there 
because he graduated with me and we were on the football field and everything, you know, and I see him, he runs into me, he's like, congratulations, gives me a hug, and when he, and I remember telling my mom and my dad, I said, when I see him, if I see him again and I'm alone with him, I'm going to tell him how I feel, and when I, uh, when we hugged, I went, you know, his ear was near, I was my, I, you know, when you hug somebody, you're like, you're close to them, so I kind of said to him in his ear, not whispering, but saying it, I said, I said to him, I said, coach, I was the best player on your team, and I don't need my name on a piece of wood to know that. I said that to him, and when we, when we finished the hug, he looked at me and kind of like, gave me like a nervous chuckle and kind of like a smile like a and I don't know if I made him uncomfortable or if he felt bad but that was it that was kind of like the lesson I was you know I was supposed to learn that I didn't need I spent the whole time stressing out about getting his recognition or his just his attaboy from him and that I just let it 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 bothered me, but you think that that's the end of the time, right? That's the end of the thing. You know, you're, you you said it. You got it off your chest. You're better. He knows it. You know it. Everybody on the team knows it. No. It would come and go, come and go, come and go. I still let it bother me, and I'm in my 20s. Every now and again, we talk about high school. It always came back to me, that whole thing where I never felt like I got the recognition I deserved from him. So one day we're friends on Facebook. I, I friended him and I would comment here and there and he would comment here and there. And finally, uh, I, I had this, uh, sort of had this moment where I just, I woke up and I was, th- I don't know if I was dreaming about high school or what, but I, I woke up and I said, I get it now. He was harder on me than anybody else on that team because he knew I could do better. You know, it's like that thing when you see somebody and you know they have it, whether you're in you know in your job or or whatever and you're more you're harder on them than you are on another person. It's because you know they can do better. They have the potential. And I think he saw something in me that I couldn't see. All I saw when he would do that stuff was I thought he was just fucking picking on me. I thought he was just treating me like shit because he wanted to treat me like shit. And I had this resentment for years. It would come and go. And even then when I messaged him back then, I told him that and he he responded like, yes, that's exactly what I was doing because I knew you could be so great if you just allowed yourself to. But you like you, I wanted to push you to be as good as I knew you could be. And he said something like, you were a great player. You, you know, you, you had this potential in you. And that made me feel good. But, I mean, it's still, it was still lingering. And so now, you know, the, you know flash, fast forward to yesterday. And, he, you know, it would happen. And I started thinking about it. And I, I, I. I stopped going in this circle of my emotions with it. You know, I'm I'm at peace now with it. And I hope he's at peace. He's in a better place now. And 
I coach, I understand now. I totally understand. In my years of working, I was always harder on one person versus the other because I knew they could do something. And sometimes we don't, we as human beings don't understand that. I didn't understand it for years. I was 18 years old. I was 23 years old. I was 27 years old. I was 30 years old. Like, I totally get it now. Coach, you were probably one of the first people in my life that I met who saw something in me and believed it so much that you rode me to 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 just showcase it and I and I didn't understand. I understand now. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for supporting me. And I'll always love you for that. I had some resentment toward you. I wouldn't say hatred. I had resentment toward you. I always respected you. I just wanted to make you proud. And I put so much pressure on myself to make you feel proud. That in the, that in the end, I made myself play lousy. I put the more pressure on myself. I didn't just go out there and play. I was overanalyzing, overthinking things. Thank you for believing in me. May you rest in peace, and I'll always love you for that. Well, guys, I I know that that's probably not what y'all were expecting to hear. But this news came just out of nowhere, and I really, really wanted to address it. And while it, it it's very personal and sensitive to me, I think it's important for all of us to know that when people are hard on us, it's not because they want to be an asshole. It's because there's something inside of you and your abilities that they see and they just know you can succeed. I'm 36 years old, and I and I'm and I fully understand that now. I understand it. I can't take things personally anymore. You know, a a a, a, manager, a supervisor that I had a few years ago told me one time when I was getting ready to leave a job, and he had already left the company, and I was seeking his advice. And I was about to give my notice and I didn't know how to handle it. And he tells me, bro, you're making it too personal. Just, it's business, man. Just just tell them what you're going to do and they're gonna, they'll respect it. That's it. So now I don't, I'm trying not to take, take things personally. I've never taken constructive feedback personally, but I've always taken when I got, you know, when I felt I was getting attacked about my work ethic or anything I've always taken a person because I think some people it's blurring the lines a little bit anyway guys that was a very um, that was a very heartfelt uh, moment for me and I hope that you all uh, appreciated it or under- try to understand where I'm coming from because I think there's a lot inside me that's coming out that wants to come out about things internally that have bothered me and at the same, just like anybody else, I want to be a better person, just like all of you do. 
Anyway, guys, as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Royal Santos Jr. You, you, I'm, wow. <laughs> you can email me at RoyalSJR at gmail.com. Drop a line. Let me know what you're thinking. Tell me what you liked about this uh, episode. Um, if you have my phone number, you can text me. I'm not going to give out my phone number. Sorry, guys. Um, Facebook.com slash World of Row is the we- uh, Facebook website, uh, Facebook page for the, po- the podcast. And uh, enjoy it. Follow. Give it a like. Thumbs up. Anyway, anyway, guys, I got to get out of here. I've got to get ready to go to the chiropractor. You've been listening to the World of Row, and stay tuned as the World of Row turns. Have a great weekend, guys.